a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can you do to help tell your story if you're interviewed by a media outlet? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Keith Gabbard. Once again, Keith, thanks for joining us. He is uh, the general manager and CEO at People's Rural Telephone in McKee, Kentucky. Keith, thanks for being on. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for asking me. Sure. We are here at NTCA. Uh, um, NTCA is our time event, the big conference they do every year in Phoenix, Arizona. You probably heard a few of the episodes from there. Keith was nice enough to come by because uh, Keith has been on a, a little bit of a media, uh, I don't know if it's a frenzy or not, but there's a lot of media attention coming to PRTC there in Kentucky. And, and I wanted just to take a minute um, to talk with Keith about being interviewed and about telling that story. So if you don't mind, let's run down because it's quite a list. I guess you are now uh, an international podcast star. You're interviewed by a um, uh, podcast in Canada and then several other publications. If you don't mind, uh, what are some of the publications y'all have been featured in recently? Well, of course, Kentucky's biggest newspaper, the Courier Journal out of Louisville. We, we had an interview with them, a story about a couple different stories with them. And of course, the biggest one probably back in December was the New Yorker magazine. Uh, that was a little bit stressful for us. They, they had a reporter come down and and for about three days, spent three days with us in our community. And, uh, of course, in eastern Kentucky, where we live, uh, we're not used to positive uh, media out of New York well, about eastern Kentucky. So we were a little uh, nervous about it, but uh, the story came out, uh, a really nice story and, and, and a positive spin. And, and our community, uh, I think, really uh, appreciated that. And uh, our company and, and me, we, we, it was a very positive story and a good story. I've had feedback from all over the country, whether it's family or or peers in the business that uh, read that story and, and really thought it did a good job of telling the story of, of rural telecom providers like us. Absolutely. So, And I didn't realize it was three days that the reporter was there. So that's, that had to make you a little nervous uh, to have somebody there, uh, you know, just looking over your shoulder or what kind of what kind of things, how did you approach that to say, okay, she's here for three days. Uh, was she relying on you guys to help set up some of those appointments and meetings with folks? Yeah, she. the way it started, I mean, she, she lives in very rural Vermont. Her broadband services is is not very good and she called uh ntca actually and was doing story and was doing an interview with shirley bloomfield and some of those folks and they they gave her our name and she called and and we did an interview over the phone for a while about the kind of things our company's doing and, and then i invited her to come down to visit and uh, her and the folks at the new yorker decided to do it and uh, she just uh, she set her own schedule and and she said i'd like you help me talk to some folks that here's a couple of different folks I might like to talk to, but I'm depending on you to help me. And I, I helped set up all our interviews and sort of went with her for most of them and uh, showed her, you know, I wanted to show her the, the community in both counties we serve. And, and uh, you know, if you if you interview, you know, two or three people in each county, it's going to take a while. So, I mean, she came she came in early on a Wednesday and left late on a Friday. And uh, it was it was a good experience. Really nice lady. I didn't know her, but she very... I know now, very talented writer. Sure, yeah. So at, at PRT, it's, uh, PRTC itself, were you the only person she talked to or she talked to other staff members or how did you guys kind of help control the message that, that you could? Well, we she did her initial interview with me and, and uh, then I took her down to our operations manager and showed her her head in and, and all that and, and 
what some of the things look like of the service we're providing, the all-fiber gigabit capable service that we provide. And so she got to talk to some of those staff, and then uh, uh, we had lunch, and some of our other staff joined us, our okay. customer service manager and, and my executive assistant joined her, and we all bonded. We all own dogs. She's a dog lover, and okay. uh, that was uh, I think that might have helped us because we <laughs> right. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, one thing I learned about Sue Halpern, she's a dog lover and a soft ice cream lover. So that's, right. that was two of her passions. Sure. And uh, so we, you know, sort of made friends with her. We just treated her, treated her well, and and we're genuine with her. And sure. uh, and although you know we come from different backgrounds, uh, you know whatever she answered, we tried to, whatever she asked, we tried to answer, and, and we let her talk to some of our elected officials, and we showed her our you know virtual living room and our library, and we talked about the work from home teleworks things and then she talked to a superintendent of one of our school systems how using an education and and just you know whatever she thought she wanted to see or talk whoever she wanted to talk to we tried to try to make that connection and and for most cases we we were able to do that there were a few she wanted to talk to that we couldn't get them connected because their schedule sure sure I would be tempted if it were me and I knew she was talking to staff to have, you know, coach everybody up and have some talking points and, and script it out as much as possible so that no one's talking about it. Did you guys do, I mean, obviously your staff has, has had some pretty high profile events come through there. But was there anything that you guys did to kind of be on point or, or do you think it's just overall kind of culture and everybody knows what you're doing where everybody was pointed in the same direction anyway? I didn't really worry about that. I, of course, when we went down to the uh, operations center where all the technical stuff was, uh, and we let her tour that, I was actually with her and her operations manager, but I would have been fine if he'd done it himself. Sure. Uh, and then and then some of the other folks, uh, I didn't have any problem. I think okay. they, they were quizzing her as much as she was quizzing them. <laughs> okay. It was uh, just, a, just a conversation. Sure. Now, there have been other, the New Yorker was the, the recent big one, uh, but I know there have been some other big publications that have featured you guys before. Are there things that you think you've done um, as the interviewee, the person being interviewed, um, that has led to a better story or a better outcome or some things maybe that you did that um, you had wish different or maybe the outcome wasn't what you had hoped? Are there any things that you feel like you can pass along to folks if they're being interviewed that they need to pay careful attention to? Well, I'm always nervous about what they might write because you never know. You never know, yeah. But... uh, but I've never refused an interview. I've always done them, and, and it's it's actually worked out for us. I think probably good luck might have as much to do with it as anything. But but we do have a pretty good story to tell. I mean, rural broadband is something we're all passionate about. But we live in the, you know in the mounds of eastern Kentucky, and a lot of people have a have a negative connotation about that, and they they don't know that there's some good things going on there, and 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 then. Uh, and then, you know, they all seem to be captivated by old Bub the mule who helped put up the fiber. I had that in my notes to bring up if you didn't. And everybody wants a picture of old Bub, and everybody wants to talk about old Bub. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're going to ride old Bub for as long as we can and <laughs> helping, helping get our story out. And, and it, I think the irony of a, of a mule helping build state-of-the-art fiber optic cable just seems to catch the attention of people, especially in urban areas. Sure. If there's somebody who hasn't uh, heard Old Bub's story yet, would you kind of give us the background there? Well, I guess our first story about Old Bub was four or five years ago, and yeah. uh, Old Bub was just the name of a mule that uh, in our um, terrain where we live in the mountains, uh, there's some places where equipment and trucks and even people have a hard time getting in most of our cable is aerial so just to string the fiber optic cable when we were building it uh, 
one of our contractors used a mule to help do that, and he could really do the work of a lot of men. It really was helpful. Uh, it's not nothing that new to our area. Uh, used, people have used mules, farmers especially, for many, many years. But uh, this one particular contractor used one a lot for us. And we got some pictures of it, and they just went viral. And uh, everybody... And, and those pictures are like 10 years old, but people are still wanting and, and then when they call me or come, they want a picture. They want to go meet old Bub. We don't even know if old Bub's alive. He, he uh -oh. wasn't, we never owned him, a, okay. a, a contractor that worked for him. Too. But it's it's pretty cool. It's it's a great story, and uh, it's really captured the attention of, uh, of the people. And uh, I'm sure a lot of companies have done similar things, but uh, it's, it's amazing how one little thing will catch the attention and, and just go viral. Sure. Is, is that something that they're always bringing up when they're doing the research, or is that something that, as you tell the story, you kind of bring up, or, or are they coming in asking the questions? I, that old I have never brought it up. They uh -huh. always ask about it okay. because they've researched us and found some other story that mentioned it, I'm sure. And then, and then one of the, uh, the when the Courier Journal was doing their story, I happened to Someone had told me that there was a guy wrote a wrote a song about old Bub and old Bub building fiber into our community. How about that? And his name was Brett Ratliff, and and so the Courier Journal when they found out about that they went they had him come to Louisville and record that song and they got a link to it on their articles. So, so, How cool so. is that? <laughs> so um, the last two questions for you here, but there would be folks that would say, well, if if your job is building network there in Jackson and Owsley County, Kentucky. Uh, I don't know how many copies of the New Yorker, obviously it's National Magazine, I don't know how many folks. You probably didn't pick up any customers uh, by by being in those magazines. What What is the reason why, like you said, you've never turned down an interview. What is the reason why you think it's so important um, to tell that story in those national publications? Well, I think there's multiple reasons. Uh, well, for one, that's, it's on the online version of New Yorker, so anybody could read it. It sure. wasn't even on the printed version. Of course, I also realize people in our area don't typically read that magazine. But if if national attention can be given or even international to what we're doing as an example of what a lot of rural telcos, broadband providers are doing, how we're helping our communities, yeah, I think that's good for all of us. Also, I mean, we're in the process of building out into other communities that we have not traditionally served. Uh, we can use this as, as an example of, you know, we're a credible company. Uh, some of these people have never heard of us. They're not our normal incumbent customers. So, That's a good point. So they, you know, we, we try to push that if they say, well, who are you guys? And Well, here's an article about us. We've been around for a while. And, and you know, that's a, that's a tool we can use. It's not really why we did the interview, but sure. now that it came out, uh, it's certainly something we can use. And, you know, it's, I think it's good for the whole industry, and it brings attention to our community. I've got a... I have a niece that's a school teacher that when that New Yorker article came out, uh, she was doing some kind of GoFundMe for a project in school. The next day she got a call from some person in in New York that made a donation to her class because she was she'd read that story and, and, and wanted to help that community. You just never know, I guess. You I never know. That's cool. Very cool. So, and I know that we've talked a lot about the New Yorker interview, but I know there have been plenty of other uh, interviews that you've done by some of the bigger outlets along the way. The last thing I had for you is, is what advice would you have for somebody in the rural te telecom uh, industry if they get a call from a, a major publication or a major media outlet? Um, what advice would you have for them? You know, do you take a minute and compose your thoughts or, or I guess just kind of uh, if if they get a phone call from one of these outlets, what should they do? What advice do you have for them? 
from my experience, and I am no, in no way an expert on being interviewed either in person or on radio or TV or anything else, but I just try to be honest, try to be genuine. If you can find out sort of what their agenda is and tell them up front, you know, we don't, I don't want this to be used for this or I don't want to be quoted in this way, make that um, known up front. And usually they'll tell you, you know, what they want to use it for and what they want to do. And, and uh, you know, the ones I've talked to have been very honest if it's been something that we didn't, didn't want to go on the record about. They didn't go on the record about it. And, and I think, you know, I think fear of the unknown or fear of a bad thing happening will keep us from doing some things that could really help our company because some of the attention that we've got is something you we would never have enough money to pay to get. Right. And uh, so it's, you know, it's been a positive experience for us. And I know all stories about rural America aren't positive. And I've seen plenty of negative ones about where I'm from. Sure. But, uh, you know, we just took a risk and, and it, it seemed, we think we have a good story to tell, a good positive story to tell. We're trying to help our community. It's really hard to, to make a negative out of what we're doing. And so we just had the faith that, that it would come out that way in the, in, the, in the final end of the story, or any of the stories. And, and there, like you said, there's been multiple ones. We've been on other podcasts, even one in Canada. And, uh, you know, I, I got calls after that story from people in Oregon, people in West Virginia. They were all wanting to talk about, you know, some of the things we were doing. And it was a little overwhelming, actually. Uh, I didn't realize that many people <laughs> would read it. But, uh, sure. but anyway, it's... It's been a positive experience for us, and we're we're thankful for it. Absolutely, and if you're not willing to get out there and tell that positive story, then you know, it, no guarantee that it'll get told. So, well, no, I mean, you guys have been telling us for years: tell your story, tell that's, your story. That's what that's, we're all about. That's all we're trying to do. Right. He is Keith Gabbard. He is the CEO and general manager at People's Rural Telephone in McKee, Kentucky. Thanks for joining me, Keith. Thank you, Andy. I'm Andy Johns, your host with Word South, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.